screen, alert, 654 Jose, okay, on nothing. Welcome to Third and Eight here on Next Door Radio, brought to you by Vanco Outdoor Power Equipment. Let's get the show started with your hosts, Brandon Adcock and Jason Varner. Hey guys, and welcome back here to Third and Eight on Next Door Radio, nextdoorradio.com. It has been a blockbuster week around the whole NFL. Um, obviously, it was one game this week, which was a automatic sham. Music is it's the Pro Bowl that we'll talk about it here towards the latter part of the show. But really, the one game who broke the news cycle that was weekend on NFL man, it was the uh, hey former Dolphins coach, um, Ryan Flores. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, sure did. I butcher his name, so I let it go. To Chris has uh, uh, pointed out several times I cannot say his name correctly. Though I put an F um, <laughs> on Frying and Borez. Yeah, Frying Borez. <laughs> <laughs> and it's something I cannot control. I don't do it on purpose. I've always done it. I just cannot help myself. So I'm just going, you know, hey, just call him, you know, hey, BF. Hey, why don't you just start calling him Bing Bong? Yeah, <laughs> Bing Bong. Hey, I after, usually call him Bing After bong. this, I will. <laughs> yeah. After this stunt, I will. Um, but. Yeah, so he levied some um, heavy accusations. Um, yeah, early in the week saying that, you know, not – here's a distinction I want to make. He's not saying he is not getting an opportunity there because he's a minority. He's claiming other guys – How noble of him. Yeah. You know, he aren't getting – How noble of him. Didn't somebody else come out and say something too, though? Like, Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah we got to get to that. Yeah, I'm going to cover yeah. that here in a second because he backpedaled more like <laughs> Deion Sanders in the 1990s. He backpedaled <laughs> fast on that. Hugh Jackson was like, hey, they paid me to lose. <laughs> Actually, they didn't, but they did. But but well, yeah, well, uh-huh. well, well, you know, he. Yeah. Don't, yeah. But I didn't claim it on my taxes. So we can't yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. yeah. It was only seven hundred fifty thousand that <laughs> yeah. I collected and didn't say anything about. We'll get to that. Here, okay, Brian, let, let's just jump into it. First off, uh, are you re- saying you command that we talk about? This? I command that we talk okay. about it. We're gonna get to that too. But um, Brian Flores, one of the best coaches in the NFL today, in my opinion. Um, and I thought he did a pretty good job down in Miami. They still, you know, over the over his course there, he's, he does have a losing record, but he's close to 500, yeah. and the last two seasons have been winning seasons. I did not fully understand why Miami fired him. Yeah, I did a whole Old Man Monday rant on that. Yeah, I don't agree with Miami firing him, uh, even to this day, but I can understand now, after some more uh, truth or facts, if you want to call it, came out. He's a hard guy to deal with. He told ownership that he, you know, he knew more than they did. That it, you know, he tried to. You can't take the owner's seat. If you want to own the football team, Brian, go buy one. But as long as there's an owner and then there's a GM, those two people are your boss. And so when they give you a direction, your job is to take that direction and do the best you can with it. And quite frankly, you did. You did the best you could. Um, still, I wouldn't have fired you. I would have found a way. For everybody to come together at the table, I can deal with bad attitudes, but some people can't. Uh, so, again, I don't agree with the firing, but he was fired. Nothing was said after that. He didn't come out with a press release. He didn't do anything. It wasn't until he started looking for other jobs and he didn't get the job yet that he decides to levy this lawsuit claiming racism in the NFL has costing and I love how you pointed out other coaches, their jobs. It's not yeah. affecting me. Yeah, I mean, how noble of you, Brian? Yeah, I mean, like I'm not being funny though, but that's essentially what it said. Yeah, he used to be an interview. Yeah, but okay, hold on though. If that's the case, Brian, if that's how you felt, why weren't you saying that the last three years? I mean, that's an interesting question. If you felt that way and you were truthful, and yeah. you and as you said in your statement and when you were doing your little circus act around the uh, the uh, the newsreel. 
and talking about, well, you know, uh, I don't care if I ever coach again. I'm doing, the, I'm fighting the fight for to win the fight or whatever. If that was true, why weren't you doing it when you were a head coach? Why wait? Now, to be fair, I, is what triggered this, and I, trigger, I guess, maybe the wrong word, word but <clears throat> he got a text message. Uh-huh. <laughs> from Bill Belichick. Yeah, hey, look, it's not his fault Bill Belichick don't know how to use a phone. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what does the text <laughs> yeah. prove? So, like, <laughs> sorry, subject, wrong Brian. <laughs> yeah, this subject has so much, like, nuance and backstory to it that, I, you know, I, you know, honestly, I want to try to go through everything, and that's next to impossible doing a one-hour show today, but... He threw Bill Belichick under the bus on this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, sorry. But like, wait, oh, he threw him under the bus. He threw him under the bus, put the bus in reverse, turned the lights off, and hit him again in the dark. Yeah, but did he? Because what did Bill do? Bill texted the wrong person. Yeah, so here's another nuance I want to point out. Bill technically, by court of law, did nothing wrong. Nothing. Yeah. Bill made an honest mistake. Now, here's what I will say. If Brian Flores' allegation is that the Giants hired a guy before he was interviewed, Something I want to point out is all three of us and everybody who is in America has experienced this. There's been times it's that I've had a job with you, though. I walked in there like, yeah, I'm not getting this job. Yeah. That is. They I already really had the guy they wanted. 80% of the interviews in America as a whole, not NFL, America, the employer has a general idea of who they want to hire as fast as that job is posted, eight times out of ten. Matter of fact, a lot of, te- a lot of HR teams – will ha- want to hire internal employees for a promotion within the company. Yeah. But they have to have promote to it, it outside the company yeah. in order to cover their the CYAs. And look, that's what the Giants were doing here. Yeah. The Giants knew the Giants knew they wanted Dayball. Now right? you know you know obviously Brian Dayball doesn't have a record of being a head coach. But what he does have a record of though is he took Josh Allen who was a project quarterback out of Wyoming and in a couple of seasons he looks like an MVP candidate. Excuse me. It don't matter what his resume says. It doesn't matter because guess who? Guess what matters? That the owners of the Giants organization, Stephen Ross, and the GM of the Giants organization, that's Chris Greer, wanted Brian DeBall. Yeah. Okay, DeBall. That's that's who they wanted. It don't yeah. matter why. It's yeah. none of my business why. They don't have to explain to me why they wanted him. Yeah. That's who they wanted. They don't owe me an explanation. And they really, don't owe America yeah. an explanation. And here's the thing: if Dayball goes in New York and starts winning games. Nobody's going to care. Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, like you know, hey, winning is the cure for everything. You know, what I'm saying to the sport of football, and you know, honestly, people could have really seen this coming. You know, what I'm saying though, when the guy who come um off of Buffalo, he's their new GM. Dayball was in Buffalo. His new GM was in Buffalo. <laughs> I'm no math major, but one and one typically equals two. Right. Everybody saw this coming. Anybody with logical brain saw this move coming. Now, you know, um, hey, as I said, the blind Flores, I did it again, Chris. I, I cannot pronounce this man's name. I love I, it. Flores. I cannot do it. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Jason. If he was hey, interviewed after the Giants had made a decision, that's not like the Giants' problem. I hate to say it that way. It's not their problem. You still have a like, chance to go in there and wow them, and yeah. you didn't. Now, that's what Mike Tomlin did. Now, here's a funny story. He like he was actually interviewed after the – Excuse me, Pittsburgh Steelers had already chosen a head coach internally. He blew them out of the water though in that interview. Yeah, and guess what? And before we go any further, but before I hear anybody say, "Well, it's not fair that you know black coaches have to blow people out of the water before they get a job," no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That's any coach. Yeah, 
any coach. Let me tell you something. When there's only 32 of them in all of America, in the world, when there's only 32 of them in the entire world, and 8 billion people can come interview for it, you have to wow them. Yeah. I mean... You have to wow them. If that's his hugest complaint, I don't think he can hold that up in court. No. Now, his second complaint, he, he he's going to have grounds for that one. I'm just going to come forward and say, just hang tight, though, you know, and that's the back part of the segment. Well, let's but, finish talking about this part yeah, then. If if his sole concern, um, excuse me, there was a Giants hiring day ball, that's not going to hold up. You know, hey, that's like me having five dates in one night. And on date two, I'm like, that's the girl I want to be with. That's the one. That's the one. I don't give a crap who comes three and four and five. I'm stuck on two. Yeah. These three are being done as a courtesy. Unless that, something comes in and wows you. Yeah. And it, it didn't happen. It happens every day. Now, There's been job interviews, honestly, that I've walked into. I knew I was going to get that job. Like, I knew from, okay, that job is mine. And but quite frankly. I don't talk too fast. I stutter. I'm good. Quite frankly, if anything, up, if this lawsuit proves anything, it proves that the Rooney rule and all things like it is is all you're doing is setting everybody up for failure. If you're forcing a team yeah. to interview someone strictly on the basis of the color of their skin, yeah. one, that's at the very least prejudice. You're you're or you're legislating prejudice into the league now. You have to interview somebody of a certain color. What? Okay, I, really in today's world, who if who wouldn't want to at least interview Brian Flores? Yeah. Or or anybody else I mean, for that matter. Honestly, the first show he got uh, fired from, the, I was like, he needs to go to Jacksonville. Was, <laughs> like, like you know, basically, I was like, he's the top head coach candidate. Him and Doug Peterson I, and one two. The Rooney Rule to me, it, it, guess what it it's did? Good it's good on said, his face. It's not good on his face. Well, like, okay, like I understand the premise for it. What's the premise? But the execution for it? is wrong. What's the premise for it? No, but how do you fix it? What, hold on. What's the premise for the Rooney Rule? The premise is though is each um um his GM and head coach open has. Um, uh, excuse me, has to have like a minority to be interviewed. Why is that good on the surface? Because though for years, like a bunch of minorities, you know, uh, he weren't being interviewed though. And then the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, he instated that this rule. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? The, um, Why the is it good though? Why is it good to say, I'm going to force yeah. you by law, the government and the, the, the governing body of this organization yeah. is going to force you to interview somebody, whether you're really interested in it or not, it's not good for the organization, and yeah. it's not good for the person. It's bad for the organization That's because the, of situations like this. It's bad for yeah. the person because of situations like this. It's not fair to bring somebody in and say, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and that's what a bunch of guys, you know what I'm saying, across the um, ESPN landscape they were talking about this week, where it's like, it's it's it sounds good as an idea. It's not. But the execution of it, only really kind of makes things more convoluted in it, a way. It makes it worse. It's like, you know, it makes it look like racist happens. even if it isn't. Yeah. You know, I don't think the hiring of Brian Dayball by the New York Giants was a racist thing. I think they Yo. see an offense that has not been dynamic for a long time. Yo, have you seen Giants Brian always Dayball? been, yeah, Brian, look, he Giants always like been a good defensive yeah. team, and maybe we can bring an offensive guy and fix this. Yeah. That's probably what it was. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, I'm just going to say it. If you think it, it could be, I can't say for certain that there's no such thing as racism in the NFL. I can't say that. But here's what I will say. I believe that the pursuit of the almighty dollar trumps all things. Right? Because you would have to yeah. be pretty ignorant to be like, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't like the guy because he's black, even if he can win me 16 games and put billions of dollars into my pocket. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not only would you, you would have to be a stupid, like, yeah, no like, like, now some now of these owners all that dense. I don't know, man. I, maybe I can't, I can't speak yeah. to that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I do believe in general, this is what I believe. Yeah. No facts here, folks. I'm not going to be like Flores and pretend that there's facts or something. My, my opinion is that owners in the NFL today want to win ball games. Yeah. They want to win ball games because winning ball games brings in revenue. Unless they're paid $100,000 a game not to. But even then, it's in the pursuit of winning <laughs> later, right? It's in the pursuit of tank now, win later, right? They still want to win in the long run. So I, it's hard for me to believe and that if like, a quality, that if a good coach that made you feel like, hey, this guy's a winner, come in and interviewed, you would be like, nah, yeah. he's black, I don't want him. Who, who is t- I'm sorry, I don't know those people. Yeah. They might be in America. I'm not saying they're not. I, I don't know them. Yeah. I haven't met them. I've not talked to them. Who are they? Who are they? Oh, can we see that? Like, get up on our screen or just theirs? Just on yours. Let's talk okay. about this. Let's talk about this part right here because this is the part I hope you meant by the back end. Hold on one, one second. Chris, uh, LeBron Dayball is the man who's in third beside Bill Belichick. Tell me in about 20 years, that's not how I'm going to look. <laughs> It's, it's kind of accurate. I look just like Brian Dayball. He, here's what God. I'd like to see. Here's what I'd like to see before we even get into that second part. Okay. Is I think Blind, Brian Flores was going to get you Sorry, too, he's huh? got me, got me. I think <laughs> Coach Flores would get multiple offers this year. Yeah. Would have had multiple offers. I don't think they'll come now. Yeah. And here's the tricky spot he finds himself in. Is that, is that you know, hey, let's say, though, that my employer fires me, correct? And this is much the same thing that a Colin Kaepernick is kind of going through and went through. Let's say that my employer fires me, right? And I sue them, right? I can't go back and ask, hey, uh, do we all hire me? Because I need some work. That's the part that Brian Flores is going to find himself yeah. for trying to get a head coaching job. Now, I think right now there's not but a couple jobs left. Um, I want to say it's the Saints and Miami. There's one for the Texans. And the Texans. I think those are the three, yeah. Chris coming in strong with yeah. the knowledge. I love it. Um, <laughs> if you're suing an entity, they're not going to hire you. No. Like, that's a class action lawsuit. No. Now, I think he could find himself on the outside looking in. Now, I do think Brian Flores is a hell of a coach. Chris, Great. mark it again. Great coach. Fantastic coach. Amazing coach. Will would be, no would have been, would have been a head coach, hands down, this yeah. year, hired by someone. Oh, absolutely. I do think he, you know, finds himself in a tricky spot having to sue his current Slash, but he didn't have to. Slash, possibly future employer. That was a decision. Yeah, and not a very intelligent one, if you want to ask yeah. me. Because I don't now, think the facts will ever line up with what he's saying. Yeah, like one of the um had former Giants players in Tiki Barber, who's probably one of their you know hey most well known players outside of probably Eli and Ot, had come out and said that the Mar family who owns the Giants, where Blind Flores, there was like some racist stuff was going on, and Tiki kind of laid into him a bit. Was like, no, bro, that's that's not what happened. Coaches are picked a lot of times before the interview. Yeah. You know, they know who they want. A, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a like formality. A yeah. yeah, it's like a reassurance process. It's like, you know what I'm saying? You know, hey, every dude has a type. And like I said, like if you go on a date with five girls, one show type walks in the door. You're done. As long as she don't mess it up and say something like crazy. Yeah, like, you're done. You know, hey, I believe in universal health care. Yeah. No. You know, hey, we're going to make it. I, I just hate this sort of stuff. I hate it's happening. I hate it's coming right now because I feel like <laughs> what, every <Chris>? – I feel <laughs> like we continue to try to take steps forward in our society yeah. and unifying, you know – Looking, I mean, 
nobody's saying that colors don't exist and all that stuff. No. You're just trying to you look. It don't at the end of the day, it don't <clears throat> matter. And like to ninety nine point nine nine percent of America, it don't matter. Yeah. And the Dolphins organization is being. And I, we just keep making you know, it matter, being man. Of racism and the GM is a minority. Like, it, that's the point it, that I kind of doesn't like, make any sense. It's dude. not that I find it humorous. It's like really. And, and, and look at like, this hiring cycle. The GM more more GMs decisions. of color are being yeah. hired. Like yeah. I, I can't wait till we get into the numbers of it the because the numbers about the Chicago Bears. The numbers State. don't lie. I'll tell you that the numbers don't lie, and they keep throwing these numbers out as if it proves there's racism in the NFL. And I'm like, do you guys not know basic math? Yeah. Like it, it, the numbers don't prove that. When I hear all these talk shows, and it, it's not lost on me that 99 percent of the talk show hosts talking about it are all white. It's and like here they got. We are. It's, <laughs> they, they just they're they're the, the, the white talk show host just wants to feel like they're like these warriors. I guess what we are, Jason. I, I'm just saying. I'm, but I'm not <laughs> going out there talking about America's racist. I, I don't believe that, man. I fall in wars alongside people of all colors. Nobody talked about that nonsense. Yeah, like nobody. The football team. You know what I'm saying? They're they help coach this year. Like I was the only white coach in the staff. Nobody. Get out. Nobody like, cared. Nobody, like, nobody, nobody was like, I'm wait sorry, a minute. Chris. Nobody, you know what nobody did what? this year on your staff? What? Nobody looked around and said, you know what? Although white men, oh, you know, white Americans make up 60% of the population, they're not 60% of the coaching staff on this team. Nobody did that. Nobody asked the question yeah. why why is 14% of the population make up 95% of the coaches on this team? Yeah. Nobody did like, that. I was at a win on but, Saturdays. But nobody could, did yeah. that. You want to know why? Because it would be stupid. Yeah. It doesn't matter what percent. Per capita nonsense. All these arguments per capita is ridiculous. You yeah. know what mattered was that however it worked out, whether there was four black coaches and one white one, you know what happened? They won. A lot. A it lot. Great. It was great. It was fun. Don't so, care. So speaking of that whole winning aspect. Um, so he's oh, saying. I was ready for this one. Go ahead. He, well, uh, yeah, real quick, because we're going to have to take a break. Uh, but he he did say that they offered him a hundred thousand dollars a game to to take it right. Yeah. Now I uh, will say he went twenty four for twenty five. I just want to put that out there. If he can prove this, if he can prove this, I, you know, granted, I'm but not he saying he can't. He or didn't can't. take it. He said that's not the kind of person I am. I oh. play to win, yeah. which means wow. <laughs> yeah. Should have took the Probably money, brother. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't say you know. So like I'd have been like ah. Oh. That's a hundred stacks, my boy. Yeah, but that's something I'm gonna touch on on the other side. You know, obviously this thing is a big, huge news story across the league, rock the landscape a little bit. And you know, hey, like Chris said, like you know, had a hundred grand a game. I don't know, partner. That's that's a lot of cheese. You went twenty four and twenty five. He broke even. If you didn't do it like intentionally, gambling. I'm sorry. Yeah, you for just you. gave up two and a half million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if that's you trying, then maybe we want. That's why New York didn't pick you. Yeah. I'm just saying. Anyways, yeah, take a quick break. Thank you, Vanco Outdoor Power Equipment, for sponsoring this hour of Third Nate here on Next Door Radio, nextdoorradio.com. When we get back, we're going to continue to talk about the, the Brian Flores lawsuit and the story that surrounds it because it's a conversation that needs to be had. At some point, we got to make a decision. Is this real? Is it not? And if it's not real, we got to move forward. So let's talk about it when we get back. Don't call me. Don't text me unless your house will fire so the back door's open. Go. It looks like it's something to shoot it up, barbecue, and spit it back into there. It ought to be nice and soft for you bitches. Yeah. Hey, this old boy, you don't see me running marathons because I know my limits. Third and eight is back.
Hey, Chris, I give you $100,000 to um, get rid of my speech impediment. You know, there's some things I can't do with money. <laughs> I hate you so bad. <laughs> anyway, hey, back to it. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, though, back to, well, I guess it's a $100,000 question. No, per game question. Um, hey, do you believe, you know, he was offered 100 grand to tank? Sure. Yeah, I believe he, I was, he was offered it. Absolutely, I 100 percent believe that man was offered. I don't think grand. he's the only one who ever has been no. offered it either. Okay, and that, that's the point I was about to get to. I think that every owner, at some point, especially the Browns owner, though, when Jimmy Haslam, though, he kind of roundabout way admitted this too, and he did it in a way where he kind of like was like, "Look, like I fuzzed up, but Hugh Jackson, you were not by yourself. You hold some blame here too." No, but that's coming later on in this segment. But I'm gonna tell you right now, though, I feel like all those other coaches, like, would you shut up? Oh, oh, oh yeah! That's the po- oh that's, yeah! That's the Boy. point. That's the hypocrisy Boy, of it all. I bet you Dan Campbell in Detroit right now with wet knuckles talking about some Brian. Please shut, shut up, up, baby. Yeah. You done cost me two mil already, baby. Shut up, because I do believe across sports and that you know, granted, doing NBA, it's open season. Those owners will be like, "Yeah, we're tanking, cause good luck stopping us." Yeah, like, I'm sending everybody to the G League. You know, what I'm saying the rest of y'all going to Oklahoma somewhere. You know, what I'm saying. You know, obviously, though, in the NFL, it does happen. We all know it. Jason, you've seen teams like these. These ones ain't even trying to win. <laughs> now, the Dolphins did that the same year that they picked two in the draft. We knew. They gutted his roster, and he still won five games. Boy, the Pro Bowl is an automatic sham. But, but yeah, like I swear to God, I hate the Pro Bowl. It, it but, is. Sorry, the Chris just like, sorry, dragged I squirreled you. <laughs> yeah, he dragged something across our screen that we could see only, and I'm just like, I hate the Pro Bowl so bad. But, it happens, Brandon. It of happens it all. Happens. It happens all the time, and across all sports. Now, look. Here's the deal: if, if we can prove this, then absolutely, let let's uh, let's punish everyone equally involved. I, I don't mind. And that. How far back do you go? That's the that's the part that you know. I, I don't know that you can arbitrarily make that decision. I think you have to go back as far as you can find it. As far as there's records for it, and you can find it, you got to go all the way back. And punish them punitively every time it happened. And do you reckon any of that might exist in a, I don't know, previous email search somebody might have done? Recently? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, to punish them. I'm sure. If you went after that <laughs> yeah, man yeah. and went through 450,000 emails, there's probably <laughs> evidence of it all in there. I think it's happened. I'm not 100%. saying it's the right thing to do. I don't know that it should. I don't know that it should be a rule that you can't. Because again, it's your team. If you want to tank, tank. Does it not feel kind of like insider trading though? No, because you're, there's no guarantee. Yeah. Look, I mean, you take, there, how I mean, many number one, how many number first round <laughs> quarterback picks from Tom Brady's era, uh-huh. right? The year that Tom Brady was uh-huh. drafted, how many of those number one uh, round first round picks, second round picks, all the way yeah. back to when when Brady got picked? How many of them are still in the NFL? That's the point I was going to make. Is we're inside of training. Do you typically yeah, do? Yeah, off you the know. Drum, you yeah. know, like off the jump, you're going to make money. Yeah. Draft picks are pretty much a crapshoot. Like, take you know, no, no, take no, 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 Okay, what do we mean? I that? mean, for like, you know, maybe some Vegas pocket padding or something. Explain. I see where you're going with that. Like, oh, the Dolphins are going to lose this next one. Oh, no, man. The odds are 145 to 1. Oh, well, look at that. They tanked. Oh, now, see, I've said this is like week one. Vegas got their hand in everything. Now, here's the deal, though that's outside the league. Yeah, that's fair. That's and and if you don't want to get caught up, don't play. That feels that's different, but I mean, but if you've got a rule and it says you can't do this, then it needs to be hey, it needs to be adhered to. So punish everybody equally. Here's my problem: you punish. Honestly, I'm all. I know there's whistleblower protections, and I'm sure Brian Flores is going to go after that protection in this. Snowden however, did nothing wrong. However, Brian, you knew about it for three years, and you didn't say anything. 
Yeah, that's the part. That's the timing tricky. of it isn't lost on me, Brian. Yeah. The, the well, I didn't get what I want, so I'm going to burn the whole ship down, even though I took part of it. He said ship. Yeah, ship. Although yeah. I took part in it, which he did. He can sit here and deny it all he wants. Prove you didn't, buddy. Prove none of that money in that bank account didn't come from it. Because your boy Hughes already come out and said, oh, $750,000. They paid me. He was 11 and 44 <laughs> yeah. as a head coach. So per math, how much was he getting paid? That's why he got mad because he wasn't getting $100,000 per <laughs> That mug would never have to work again. But here's the other thing. The other conversation needs to be had about this. He made about $4 million dollars losing. But, to, to, but you know what? Before we go there, to put a cap on this, if they, if they tanked on purpose and anybody that has been after an investigation, they should be absolutely punished. Hey, hey real quick, math-wise. Yeah, Brian Flores though was lost. Uh, excuse me, offered a hundred grand. to Guess how much you Jackson was offered per loss? Yeah, he'd be less, a, less than eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah, hey. good God, boy, you talk about Idiot. highway. You talk about highway robbery. <laughs> that goes to show you. That goes you have to been show hoodwinked, you. Bamboozled, yeah. led it astray, was, it, run amok, and flat out deceived. It also wasn't. Yeah, it it also it. wasn't lost on me that when Hughes comes out to give his because he saw somebody else get some airtime, so he wanted him some yeah. airtime. That he's like, well, they had all this convoluted stuff. Like, well, the age of the players factors yeah. into your bonus. How is that convoluted? I mean, if you got a young team, they expect you to perform a little worse than somebody who didn't. Like, and it's not convoluted though. If he can clearly state what it was saying, yeah. like convoluted would mean like I'm not smart enough, and I'm, I'm not saying he wasn't. It's just like convoluted is giving me something. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what he kept saying. Well, I didn't fully understand it, but I did get paid seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, like you have agents for this, and that's why at least somebody on the radio called him. I was like, but isn't that why you're agent for? Oh, but not, he didn't even understand it either. That's it. My cousin's so, a lawyer. But you signed it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's like <laughs> a, my cousin's a lawyer. Get if out I get of a here. law document, I don't want to say, like, hey, bro, appreciate you. Need some help because yeah. I'm not like I ain't put my John. Uh, John Adcock on nothing. Yeah, I'm all I'm all for you uh, whistleblowing on something you had nothing to do with, but don't take part in it. I Get rich off of, of it, and then come out and be like, "Oh, this is wrong." Yeah, this is right. <laughs> and really, honestly, this would I forgot who said it on ESPN Radio this week. You know, what I'm saying this has been the biggest news story across the league, as I mentioned before. Somebody was like the smartest thing he could have done. You know, was got him a job. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They just sued them afterwards. Like, it's still not they secure smart. the bag first. Yeah, it's still not smart. And then do it. It's still it's not, not smart. He, like, flat out, he's not going to get hired at uh, head coaching cycle. Yeah, no. He might not get hired the next one. He probably ain't going to get hired ever again. And, I mean, he said he was comfortable with it. Yeah, he ain't. That, again, that's that, a, that's the part, too. That's just I, another buzzword. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm, fully, I'm doing this for unselfish reasons. And that's the okay, part, too, dude. where I feel like he's going to you know, have run into some roadblocks along the way, just like Kaepernick did. There ain't enough like, room of Nike for two for two people to be like you know doing that. Yeah. So that's Kaepernick's lane for like, it. You gotta stay out of it. You know, saying the best thing though, with Kaepernick. You know, he's better than half the backups in the league. Well, not at this current moment though. But after he, you know, you know, had a year off. But you can't sue the NFL and then ask him to employ you. I mean, that's a slippery slope to walk on. Cause <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a very insane, slippery slope though. to walk on. Like you can't sue yeah. your. Hopefully, your future employer, like that's What's that's the liability never work for out. them too. Yeah, yeah, like it's never going to work out. That's right. You're, you're the okay. That said, I agree. If they did it, Brian, and we can prove it, then everybody involved needs to be punished for as far as back as they can find evidence yeah. for. He just you better not have took a penny. Yeah, and but that's, you, that's exactly right. Yeah, if you were complicit in it, yeah. you just as guilty as yeah, you were. Yeah, exactly. That's like with somebody. But me. you already are complicit in it if you knew about it and, and you didn't say anything. Like, that's like going home if somebody stops someone with us. Like, hey, do you smoke crack? I'm like, no. Here's a rock. Cool. I'm gonna hit it going down. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just as guilty as that man because, like, sorry for the bad example, Chris. But like, I, 
I'm just as guilty. Like he gave it to me, I took it, and I knew it was wrong. Yeah. So here's the I other thing. Here's the other thing that's been going on again. Huh. All the talk show has been talking about. You yeah. One second. The one thing. I, um. Now you remember uh, Tom's comment back in the summer though when he said that you know hey you're sticking there with that the mother blinker. Yeah. And he was talking about a team. Apparently it was the Miami Dolphins <laughs> because they tried to get Tom. T- um, excuse me, to go to Miami. And, you know, Brian says he showed up and uh, Stephen Ross and Tom were on the yacht and he dipped up out of there. First of all, I'd have sat in that whole meeting. That is Tom Brady. I don't, laws be, I would have sat and like, Tom, they can't suspend me after we win some Super Bowls. Do what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I ain't got no shame. If somebody offered me a million dollars tomorrow, I'll do some sketchy stuff. I ain't got no shame. <laughs> like, sorry, but I'm living good. There's no more Dodge Ram in my future. It's Ford Raptor coming your way, sir. <laughs> Go so, ahead. so the other big headline that's come out of this is um, they they want to bring statistics into this, and okay. and it is the, oh, the it is the question it is the question of is there racism in the NFL, uh, you know, that is prohibiting black coaches from being hired, and I, I want let's have this conversation because it needs to be hired. Yeah, the next coach. That. Who'd they hire? It Chris Mike McDaniel from the 49ers. He's their uh, hey offensive see. coordinator. Yep. Huh. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I've never heard of this guy. Carry on. Um, so let's have the conversation because it needs to be had. Okay. Brandon, do you believe that there's racism in the NFL that's stopping black coaches from being hired? I do believe that there are practices where they don't get a fair shake at times. Like and what? There's two cases though, you know, honestly, there's two cases easily to point out though. And these are the first to the pot in my head. Though. One was David Kelly, you know, who was fairly recent. But everybody knew that when he hired David Kelly, he was a up coach. Are you telling me that a guy who would have never been hired for a head coach anywhere else in any other capacity? I mean, yeah, that's why I said he was, was a given a coach. shot to coach, which he fully understood what the deal was. Yeah, like I think he well, what's the unfair practice? A, a black coach got yeah. hired, and then the other one was Steve Wilkes. But hold on, what? you said there's practices that stop black coaches from being hired. A black coach got hired. How okay. are you using that as an example of what's stopping them from getting hired? All right, being hired and being, you know what I'm saying, retained are two different things. Obviously, he didn't get retained. The question was, are there racist practices that stopping black coaches from being hired? It depends on who you ask. I'm asking you. You said you knew yeah. two examples. You gave one that proved the opposite. What's the second one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just told you it was Steve Wills. Uh, he was hired by the Cardinals in 2016. Stop. He was what? Hired. Okay. I rest my case, America. Yeah. If if the question is there if the if the proposition is there is racism in the NFL at the ownership level that's stopping black coaches from getting hired, Brandon, you said, well, yeah, I, I do believe there's some practices. Uh, here's two two examples. Well, this black coach got hired, and this black coach got hired. Those two things don't compute. You can't say something stopping him from getting hired when, in the same sentence, you're telling me that they got hired. So, could you allude to what the practices are that you and everyone else is talking about? Hold on one second. I'm trying to book us a guest. So book him up. <laughs> trying to. He's a Bengals fan. He's one of the two I know. Great. What <laughs> are the practices? Because you said it was stopping them from getting hired. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you misspoke. Maybe you meant stopping them from retaining. Yeah. Can you tell That's me what the, the words I okay. should use? What are the practices specifically? I don't know. Okay, then. Yeah, like, I'm not in NFL GM circles and offices. Okay. I don't know. So then let me re ask you. Okay. Do you believe that there is anything stopping? Black coaches from being hired in the NFL or being retained? A retained, you can have an argument. Hired, I don't know. Because like I said, like I don't know like what that where's the line drawn? Let at? me re ask the question. Okay. 
Do you know of anything, anything at all? Have you witnessed any practice? Have you seen any practice that would lead you to believe that the NFL that the NFL has owners who make hire decisions based off racist agenda to stop black coaches from being hired and retained? I mean, once again, I I don't know any NFL. I'm asking you. Do you have you seen? Has anything been shown to you that would make you believe this? I mean, not in my opinion. No. Okay. All right. Yeah, I bit my lip real hard, Chris. That's why I cursed. I was pulling so, the skin off and bit the crap out myself. I, I haven't either. I haven't either. Yeah. If there is, I want to see it. Yeah. Because if there's if there's racist owners, as a as libertarian minded as I am, as you know, people should be able to do whatever they want to. As I am, that can't be in a public body. And if there's racist owners, you got to go. You got to go. But what I don't want is somebody being forced out based off another person's opinion. There needs to be some facts. There's got to be some meat. There's got to be some bite to it. So what is it? I'll wait. Here's what the talk show hosts around the world are saying. The so-called experts. They're using the following example. Well, if 70% of the league is black, why is there only one black coach? That doesn't seem right. What is your thoughts on that? Dang it. There we go. Until they write a check, Brandon, don't be pointing at that. Sorry, it's delicious. It is true. Cook out. Help us out. (laughs) But what is your thoughts, guys? What is your thoughts when they say 70% of the league is black? willing to tank a milkshake for $100,000. Well, that's true. (laughs) But when they say, hey, when they say that 70% of the league is black athletes, and that means that there needs to be more black coaches, is there validity to that? I mean, are you asking me a question? I'm asking. Is anybody? Is there validity to the statement of, well, there's 70% black athletes in this league, so that means, I guess they're saying there should believe, be 70% black coaches. I believe, you know, all honesty, you should hire the best man you think is, you know, a well fit for that position. Because the coach, best head coach all the time is a black man who I call Absolute, Papa T. Absolutely. You know, Tony Dungy. I, absolutely. Like Chris said, Tony Dungy looked half dead on NBC. One of the best in the ever done it. Chris is like. He was like my grandpa growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love Papa T. TD was amazing. Yeah, he was. But I don't – I think if you're looking for a problem, you're going to find one. Here's the thing, though. All right. When you look at – because what I slid in front of the screen earlier for you all to look at was the uh, the head coaches for the NFL, right? Uh-huh. This, this yeah. is part of Brian Flores' lawsuit. If you look at it, if it was a color swatch from, say, Sherwin-Williams – <laughs> he said a color swatch. You, you would have very limited options for anything other than a white wall. You know, you would I mean? have white wall, Ron, Mike Tomlin. <laughs> yeah, and not um, being funny, but that's basically what you'd have: yeah. white, Ron, and so Mike. considering, just considering. Okay, just all big numbers or whatever, right? Oh, I, if we're talking about this. If we're talking about a lot of people being eligible for these positions, and there's only 32 of these in the country. You would think that there'd be a little more option there. Well, if you look at it this year, there was more option. But there yeah, was some firing. less. <laughs> there was two less. Again, the best person for the job, based upon the vision and direction of the You're owner, wrong. shouldn't be dependent upon color, first and foremost. Yeah. But when, when people start talking about, well, if 70% of the league is black, then why isn't there more black coaches? First off, when you say that, the person who understands... Per capita statistics, which is what you're trying to do, but you're trying to 
you know, put it in its own little capsule and separate it from the, the reality is 14% of America's African, uh, African-American population is 14%. So if you're telling me that 70% of the league is black, then there's an over-representation of black athletes. Now, if you want to play this game, you would have to say, well, in that case, we've got to reduce the amount of black athletes in the NFL down to 14% so that it makes sense with all the numbers. And we have to raise the number of black coaches to four, and all there can ever be is four. I'm sorry, 12.2%. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm saying 14, 12.2 is the actual number. So we have to reduce the number of black, black athletes in the NFL down to 12.2%, and we have to raise the number of black uh, coaches up to 12.2%. So, uh, so now you're really curtailing the whole thing because what you're going to say is we must hire three black head coaches, and there can never be more, and there can never be less because that's the percentage per capita. That's what it's got to be. It's got to be 13% of the 32. So there's got to be three black head coaches. We want to round up, we can say four. It's got to be four black head coaches at all times, never more. So only four black coaches are ever going to get the opportunity to be head coaches and never less. So even if for some reason there was, you know, really good hires out there, but, you know, three black head coaches uh, left and you had a really good white head coach come up that you wanted to hire, you couldn't do it because you have to make sure that you have four. That's the stupid game that you get in when you start playing per capita politics. Because let me tell you something. I don't care that 70% of the athletes in the NFL is black. because As long as that's the cream of the crop. Like, the best players should play regardless of the color of their skin. I don't care if they're Hispanic, black, Asian, or any of the number of nationalities that happen to have the skin color are white. Because I think a lot of people start... Forgetting about that too, whether they're French, German, whatever, right? I don't care. I don't care if it ends up being, you know, very one-sided in the number of people that have to have that happen to have one color of skin. It doesn't matter if they're the best at what they do. Nor should it matter if there's only one black head coach or 32. If there's 32 black head coaches, I wouldn't care. As long as they're all the best. Yeah, but can the coaches get a winning head coach? Regardless of what color they are. I don't care if he's yellow like Homer Simpson or you know, pink like Barney. Purple I just like Barney. hope, look, as we head ready to head in the break, what I hope comes out of this lawsuit is some common sense. That we get away from, from playing these manipulating number statistic games and get back to, hey, let's pick the best person at the direction of the owner for this company, whether it's the player, the head coach, the coordinator, it don't matter, all the way to the front office and everybody involved. Let the best person be hired and move on and stop looking for trouble everywhere we go. Start looking for the good things and try to find the positive things. With that said, thank you, Vanco Outdoor Power Equipment, for sponsoring this hour of 38 here on Nextdoor Radio, nextdoorradio.com. When we get back, we're going to talk about the most exciting news to ever hit the NFL, 2-2-22, and what came of it. Can't wait. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back here to Third and Eight on Next Door Radio, nextdoorradio.com. Now I have a bit of a happier, happier tone right here. Oh. Jason and Chris's team finally got a new name. Yes, uh, we did. All right, I'm gonna let y'all take Took over this two segment. Years. Yeah, so uh, I think it could have been better. The jerseys are fire, though. I will say the jerseys are nice. After two years, they probably could have found a better name. 
Y'all took it away. I think they could have, real quick before Jason goes on, because I know Jason's going to probably need some special music or something. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think they could have come out with a better name. I don't hate this name. It's not the worst. It's but, not the Groundhogs. But what I, <laughs> I've been so mad. <laughs> what I will say is, if you're going to spend two years trying to find out what you're going to call it, some of that time should be something more than two lines and a word for a logo. I just, yes. that's a little disappointing. Like, okay, so the name is what it is, and it's just a word between two lines. Logo, ta-da, like what? It could have had some more thought put into it, but yeah. I don't know, like, I like a simple logo myself. Like, all, like That's very simple right here, very simple. Yeah, fair enough. You know what I'm saying? I can dig it. Fair enough. Go ahead, Jason. Now that y'all... Uh, hey, just go ahead and mute us though for the next twelve minutes. <laughs> non, your non due diligence sales have spoken. Let let the diligent guy speak. Far away, uh, Roy. I would Are like you to doing s- this on behalf of marketing everywhere. Yes. Okay. I would ahead. like to spend a few moments just as a throwback thank you to the first thirty six years of my life pulling for the Washington Redskins. <laughs> Wrong music. I'm not sad. I'd be sad if I had to watch it off for 20 years. Go ahead. Shut up. But what I will say, it, it was a fun time. That logo will never die for me. Um, it will always be with me, and I will I will always be a Redskin. And the fact like- that we've been around for 80 years as an organization, I think we're going on our 90th year, um, it's something to be proud of. And I would, I would say in that time period, we've changed cities. We, you know, um, we've had changes. This isn't the first one. I don't agree for the reason that we changed our name. But, so 90 years, I was right, yeah. So, um, I don't agree with the reason we changed our name. But I understand why it happened. I wasn't happy about it, but I understand it. I understand also. With that said, I'm I'm done with the, I'm done talking about the Redskins. Hell to the Redskins forever. A proud fan. Moving on. In in regards to the two years, I understand why it took two years. It took two years for fans like me. It took two years for fans who have for so long pulled for the Redskins to give them the proper amount of time to mourn. And it still wasn't long enough for a lot of people. But what I do think it did, it was perfect amount for me. I was regretting it right up until the probably 16, 17 months in, and then I felt myself getting a little excited about what could be, a little nervous about what could be too. Uh, for in, good reason. And for good reason. In regards to the process that they went. Well, let me – as for the name itself, I love it. I think it, uh, I think it encompasses everything about Washington, D.C. It's a, it's a place where the country's leaders – we insert the word commanders there. Assemble. Um, it's been the, it, you know, it was basically the birthplace of our country. It's it's where all the important things that uh, concerning our history, as far as the foundation upon which we were built, is centered at. Um, it's from Washington, D.C. that the commander-in-chief resides and issues his orders. It's from Washington, D.C. that we first sent men in World War One and World War Two to kick communist. Um, and we did it. I it was from it was from uh, here at the house, but go ahead. It was from Washington D.C. that we launched that we went and we defended Vietnam. It was from Washington D.C. that you know the order was issued for us to go to Iraq multiple times in Afghanistan and kick the butts of terrorists. Commanders assemble there, so I understand it. I understand it. Would it was it my first choice for a name? No, 
But I also understand that it's one of those names that I think will only grow on people more the longer it stays and the more you you hear it, the more you speak it. And I think with all these other changes that Washington is talking about doing, redoing the fight song so that it encompasses it more and all the new exciting things like right now, they're, you think the jerseys are hot now. There are. There's some really cool jerseys. Those black ones are on fire, buddy. I yeah, cannot really wait good. to buy them. Um. There's another jersey already in the works. It's going to be a two-year process. 2024 to be released. It's going to be fan-built. That jersey completely is going to be fan-built. So I think Washington's doing all the right things. I do think that there's fans from other teams that just want to be naysayers, and I do think that there's still fans on this team who are still hurt, and rightfully so, and are still in mourning. But I think they will come around. As far as the due diligence with the logo, I understand you say, hey, Chris, you know, he's like, after two years, he thought there'd be a better logo. What I will tell you that the organization did after doing some research over the past two years was pretty impressive. They took multiple logos and they they ticker taped them beside everybody else's logo in the NFL in, in case study after case study after case study. And what they found was the W resonated with viewers. Not just Washington fans, but with viewers across the board. When they stuck it up beside other logos, where did the I go when it was beside the Colts logo and the W? Your I went to the W. And they did it across the board. Where did the I go? And on every one, according to the research, the W stood out versus all the other logos. That's what you look for in a logo. That's what you look for in a brand. When it first came out, I, I noticed it. I can't miss the W. It's huge. It's, it's perfect. It, it does draw your attention. I didn't really understand how it connected to the commanders, per se, until I really started looking at all the little nuances of it and how it's kind of stenciled on and then how they did the secondary logo that's like a shield. And honestly, that commanders in between two lines on the front of those red jerseys, fire. I hated the shield when I first saw it. I saw it on the side of those black jerseys. Fire. Looks so good. So I think if people just take the time to breathe, the more you look at this logo, the more you hear that name, Commanders, with all the cool things that's about to happen, I think it's going to resonate with more and more people. I think our fan grace, our fan base is going to grow bigger than it's ever been. I think in the next 10 years we'll have a brand-new stadium. It's probably going to be in D.C. now, which is why I think a lot of these sacrifices were made. And sometimes you have to give up stuff to get stuff. And so I understand going all the way back to the circle and all the way back to the beginning when I say I understood why they changed the name. I think it was business. We want to relocate. We want a brand-new stadium. We want a brand-new state-of-the-art stadium in D.C. or close by. This is what we have to do to get that. I'm all for it. And quite frankly, being a former military person, the idea, you know, commander, commando, all the things you can do with it, I, I think it's awesome, man. I'm happy. I'm more happy than what I thought I was going to be. And every day that passes since the name's been announced, I become a little bit more happier. I look at those uniforms. I look at that name. I think about our roster. I think about the potential. President Biden. We're going to kick butt. And I think 2022 is going to be our year, man. So President Biden. Actually, oh, yeah, I was wondering the, where that was going. I was like, the little clip that I had there. Right, gotcha. Uh, President Biden tweeted, actually, um, right after the name reveal. Who cares? It said, I suppose there's room for two commanders in this town. Hey, the first thing that Joe Biden said, They're I agree with. They're equally bad. Go Joe Biden uh, until 2024 anyways. Never mind. Sorry. Hey, let's go with me. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm for you right now, Mr. President. I support you, and I'm glad you support the commanders. Um, enough said.
that's my that's my thoughts on Washington and their new logo. Brandon, go ahead. It could have been better. It, uh, it could have been worse. Says the guy with a horse you want to um, say it. Yeah, no, but I had a name for two years, and I've also seen the playoffs. Colts. Okay. Colts. What does Colts inspire? It's a horse. Great. I mean, what is, I mean they, they haven't inspired inspire. three Super Bowls. I know that. I'll wait. You ain't witnessed one, though. Yeah, I've I have. One. I was eight. Yeah, but are you going to remember that? Yeah, I, I daggone remember it. And how Buffalo you know? Bills, 36. And you're still waiting on that? I mean, they're close to 30 years old. Are you still waiting on one? The rule of large number says that considering <laughs> the fact we've won three and you haven't, we have a better chance of winning the next one. Y'all can't get out of NFC East for stars. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he said, don't worry about us being in our bad Don't worry about it. Get out. <laughs> don't you worry about it. Hey, first off, you don't know that. That was the Redskins and the football team. <laughs> it's the, the Was No, it's not. It's the Washington <laughs> Commanders now, buddy. It's a different team. You got the same GM, the same head coach, don't wanna hear it. the same Don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It's not the same. Honestly, I think y'all are going to be in the same boat that the Cowboys are in. Y'all are going to win until Snyder's up out of there. That's just my personal belief. Snyder has take Snyder has did a completely 180 degree spin in the past five years to me. I am proud of my owner now. I think he's done all the right, made all the right decisions. He's turned over power to coaches. He's empowered them to lead this team and guide this team. I think Ron's a good one, and I think given time, and I you know it could come as early as next year, depending on how the chips fall. I think we're going to be a very competitive team, and I'm happy. I'm, I'm a proud commander. Y'all could be 0-17, and you would say that going into the next year. Mind your business. Yeah, like, I give you proud stuff for being a very, like, like you know, hey, optimistic person. Like, I can, like it can't be me. Like, you know what I'm saying? The Colts were 9-8 last year, and, you know, hey, half the team in the league would kill to have that record. I'm just like, I hope you get it right next year. Don't like, worry about it. You, Wentz you know. is supposed to be going down to Tampa Bay, or so they say. So, you'll be back in the quarterback hunt. Mind you, y'all we do need the, to say this. Y'all in the quarterback hunt, too. John Allen. Oh, the Jonathan Allen. Okay. Jonathan Allen was out at the Pro Bowl hanging out with uh, Russell Wilson, who, mind you, is looking kind of for maybe making a change. And their wives were with them. And in the picture on Twitter, guess what both wives were wearing, Brandon? Hopefully clothes. Well, I mean, they were wearing clothes. Well, that's disappointing. Go ahead. What What? What do you think they were wearing? <laughs> uh, you told me on break, so the, um, I don't know, the commando stuff? The commanders knew... I I'm sorry, did you say commando? Did, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. wondering. Chris, Isn't it I was cool? It. Commandos. That's kind of cool, ain't it? The uh, commander's new Letterman jackets. Him and his wife both. So, it's been rumored that he's a longtime Washington fan. And with him being in the market, and us having a good O-line, and a solid defense, and some players, if he could bring Metcalf with him, Lord have mercy. That W looks good. Listen, third and eight followers. I don't know who here you goes, guys Chris. pull for. I here don't goes, know who Chris. you pull for. Here goes Chris. All I'm going to say, all I'm going to say, is if you just want to jump on board, now's the time. The doors are open. It's a brand new train. Don't feel embarrassed to to you know abscond from your loser team to jump on board with a new brand and a new team. No, not a losing team. Right now. We're perfect, and we're going to remain perfect. You hear me? That logo, them new uniforms, we're the most fire team in the NFL right now. We're going to be on fire next year. Get in when it's getting good. Get in before they can say you were a bandwagoner. Leave the Colts. Leave the Cowgirls. Leave the Jaguars. If there's any of you at the Jaguars, leave the Dolphins. Leave the 49ers. Leave the Denver Broncos. Leave, leave the Green Bay Packers. Leave teams who win and come no, join us leave to play misery. Get on board with the Washington Commanders now so that they can't say that you're a bandwagoner when next year we're steamrolling the rest of the league. When we take in command of the rest of the league, get on board now in the early. Get yourself a jersey. 
Get yourself some burgundy and gold. Ain't no other team in the NFL got our colors. They can't no other team live up to our colors in our history. We are the commanders, and we're going to command the field this year. You ain't even got got jokes for him, Brandon, because you know. Watch what happened. Mark my words. Brandon's sitting over here smiling now. But come next year, when we win the NFC East, and we in the playoffs, and we chasing the Super Bowl, watch what Brandon does. He's going to sneak in a little pin with a W on it. And then the next year when we Weight Watchers pin. Thought you said I didn't have jokes, baby. Don't ever test me. Hey, sorry, Chris. That's two uh, and thirteen get, seconds. Get on board, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I'm saying. Now is the time to get on board with the Washington Commanders. Do it now before you're too late. I point out though, as I told you, like all year long, the Heineke is okay, but I think y'all, you know, trying to find his his upgrade. And you pointed out something in our group chat. You know, saying me, you and Chris had that he was not. You know, what I'm saying though, in the uniform, the reveal. He was that's not. There was a reason st- for that. That's yeah. a little bit. Disturbing. It was only team captains. Okay, yes. that yes. makes some so sense. Then. Okay, that makes some sense. Then. So if you look at the commander's website, <coughs> he does have a jersey. Yeah, uh, there is a jersey there that you can buy with the number four it says Commanders and uh, Heineke yeah. on that. Um, and we've looked at those a considerable yeah. number of times over the last couple of days. And uh, thank you, shipping captains. delays for not actually you know yeah. letting John, us get our uh, stuff here. But answer your question really quick, Jonathan Allen, okay, um, uh, Chase Young, and uh, Terry McLaurin. I can see those being yeah. captains, yeah. That's so, I was worried about it, too, when I didn't yeah, see it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But when I saw his jersey for sale on there, I was, man, boy, look at that uniforms, man. I mean, those jerseys are dope. Like, I have no issues with the jerseys at all. It's and the, the name, name man. Command the generals, though, would have been a little bit weird, too. I don't know. Like, I'm telling you, I think y'all seriously missed the mark on the Red Wolves. Nah. I, I, I really, would have liked the Red Wolves. No, I'm going to tell you, I would have really liked, liked the Red, Red Wolves. But apparently hey, there's some Red copyright issues. It was because some dude bought out like 26 copyright issues. It, it wasn't just that, though. It was them. multiple teams. Uh-huh. It was multiple teams that they yeah. couldn't d- differentiate themselves from with enough difference in logo and enough difference uh-huh. in name. I mean, but how, more, how much different can you go Red Wolf? Like, it's it, got to be a Red and a Wolf. Here's the deal, though. I would have not gotten along with the whole stadium of basically NC State fans talking about the whole game. No thanks. No thanks. Commanders. I, I love it, bro. I love it. It's powerful, I don't know. Man. There's something to be said for that logo right there. That is a sick logo, bro. <laughs> I pass. I pass, man. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. Stay with it. Won't nobody even be thinking about no Red Wolves in two years. Won't even be thinking about it. Commanders. That's what we'll be thinking about. That's what we'll be thinking about. Burgundy and gold. The only other name that I liked a little bit better well, there's a couple names I liked better than Commanders. I liked, I thought the Brigade would have been a cool name. The Washington Brigade, I thought that would have been pretty cool. Or the Washington Sentinels would have been pretty cool too. But I, I, I'm, I'm down with the, I'm down with the, um, I'm down with the Commanders, man. I'm rolling thick. Yeah, yeah, y'all get in with me, man. Get in with me now. Convert now. Now is the time. Get on board with us now. Burgundy and gold now before it's too late. You don't want to be called a bandwagon when we win the Super Bowl next year. You don't want to be that way. All you Cowboy fans that's looking for a team that can finally win a playoff game, come come home. And for a special love offering of only nine ninety nine. All we're asking for <laughs> is a small donation. I, you know, look, no, seriously, get on board us now, man. It's an exciting time to be a Washington Commander fan. I'm telling you, it's an exciting time. New new stadium on the way. New all new fan a design jersey on the way. Brand new uniforms that are off the chain. Cool new team name. I am pleased. Yeah, Tesla's yeah. driving yeah. around the city. Now they are some ugly cars. I'm sorry. They're still cool. They could have wrapped them better. Like it. <laughs> It's just it's cool though. It I'm looks good rough. It. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. All right, Brandon, what you want? What you want to talk about? 
I guess uh, head coach and hires. Oh, oh, you want to talk about Super Bowl predictions or oh, well, no, that's yeah, going to be the very last go. segment? Okay, yeah, the very last segment is going to be right. our. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a, um, excuse me, the rather lengthy roundup on the Super Bowl. Coverage. Okay, the head coach and hirings. Um, obviously, Josh McDaniels was hired by the Las Vegas Raiders last week. I, I want to say we touched on that extremely briefly. You know, some of the biggest hiring of this year, or excuse me, this week is the one I said should have happened the minute Urban Meyer got fired. Jacksonville Jaguars hired Doug Peterson. Did we not call it? We called it. It made yes. the most sense to have an adult in the room, a guy who's won a Super Bowl, a guy who, who, who. I mean, he basically transformed the Eagles franchise. Now, granted, he didn't have no scrub come before him and Andy Reid, who's all of me a coach, but he won them a Super Bowl. That, you know, obviously, that's something Andy Reid, you know, he can never do. I'm excited for the Jaguars. I hate this hire. I bet you do. <laughs> I hate yeah. this hire. Now, it's not for Jacksonville reasons. It's because of who's on my hat. I think Doug Peterson is probably the best head coach in our division outside of Mike Rabel. I think that Frank Wright goes in the third place right now. And whoever hires or the Houston Texans hires going to be fourth, and it could be like anybody up to Bill Belichick. I, he's not winning 14 I, games next year. I don't understand the Josh McCowan thing. That yeah, that's the most we touched on last year. Or, excuse me, last week, too. Josh McDaniels or Josh uh, McCown that keeps being interviewed for the Houston Texans job. I don't understand Why that. would you hire a 45-year-old, like, like ex journeyman quarterback who's never coached anywhere before as a head coach. Now, every year a coach is hired, and we're like, why? Like every like every coach is talking like last year. The Migo done a coaching show though. When I, and, um, excuse me, this you week said I that about Dan Campbell, and I was like, you idiot, yeah, because he's got I some fire. Too. You know what I'm saying? A PC principal come out there and you know had the worst record in the league, but he was a really good football coach. Yes. Th- you know those guys played for him, but I would have not understood. You know, Josh McCown getting uh, hired. I don't understand There is that so one. many other head coach candidates out there. Jim Caldwell. Get Jim Caldwell, bro. Yeah, yes, hire Jim Caldwell. Hire somebody. Hire me and Jason. Josh, if you're going to hire Josh McCowan, why would you fire Cully? Yeah, just – I mean, that's all you're doing. I mean, it's, that's At a, least Cully got them guys yeah, to play hard. There's that, no guarantee Josh McCown's going to be able to – I don't understand that. Man. I don't – I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I'm not, if they make the hire, I won't understand it. But whatever. I mean, it's the Texas. I don't care less. It's just another Dallas team. It's just another te- Texas team that I don't care about. What do you think? Who else do you think? What do you think know. about? What do you think about Miami's new hire? Oh, the Mike McDaniel's. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, he was the first minority hired in this uh, head coaching um, cycle. Now, to look at this man, I did not know he was a minority because I looked at Jason on the break. I'm like, he looks like he worked on PCs and drinks crab uh, beer in his uh, spare time. He's, he's like Cuban or something. Isn't he? Yeah, 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 he's Cuban. So yeah. the only two head coaching um, hey, spots available are Houston Texans and the Saints. Now, Eric the enemy, he's interviewing the, with the Saints today, actually on Sunday. I feel bad for whoever gets that job, and here's why. Now, I'm going to list you a mirage of reasons why like, I feel bad if, you know, he gets this job. I do think he's highly qualified to take a head coaching um, head coaching position. Yeah, but. I do think whoever gets this job is going to just, it's going to be a dumpster fire. You're $70 million over the cap. Mm. You don't have a quarterback. And the worst thing of all is you're coming after a legend. I wouldn't want that one. I Exactly. I would rather take the Houston Texans job. Unless they're going to guarantee me, like, seven years. I'm going to say, give me five years. Yeah. Yeah, uh, gonna take, nah, you give you five just to build a win with team. the team. Yeah. Give you two just to get even with the cap. Yeah. You don't have a quarterback right now. And I don't know how the Saints draft capital is looking. It ain't going to matter, though, if you can't pay your rookies because you're 70 million over the cap. Yeah, and, Be- and Bellamy doesn't don't want that. Don't, yeah, there'll be any. He does not I'm need sorry, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. He, he, he don't does need not that. need that headache. He like, don't want it. Like, yeah. why, would it, why would you want that? No, dude, you're a quality – you're going to be a quality coach. Yeah. We're not head coach. You're going to be – I believe that. I believe he's going to be a quality head coach. Wait for the right team, man. Wait for the right team. Honestly, 
Wait for wait for Matt Rule to be fired. That'll be the right team. Carolina would be a perfect market for him. Carolina would be a perfect market. Very similar to the Kansas City market. Very similar. I would wait, man. I wouldn't rush down there to New Orleans. A big market like that where they're going to expect automatic turnaround, day one, you have $70 million in the hole on cab. You ain't got, I mean, you just ain't got the players right now. You got good defense. He's got Marshawn Lattimore and Alvin Kamara to build around. Yeah, but, but Kamara, that, I mean. The, the tread on Kamara's tires is, is getting low because he is a workhorse. It's back. another Christian McCaffrey. You, yeah, you, he stays healthy. Props to Kamara for at least staying relatively mm-hmm. healthy. McCaffrey can do that. Oh, and one more thing I want to touch on. Um, um, has been before I reach our you know, longest segment of the day in our Super Bowl prediction. And Coach K's final trip to the Dean Dome. Yes! Walk the dogs yes! the time. He was about yeah, 20. AJ yes. Griffin, you know, who was a uh, – I mean, he's a phenomenal freshman. Had a 10-0 yeah. opening half run in the second half to basically slam the door shut the Carolina's faces. Yes. You want to talk about something that makes me happy? A sad Carolina fans. Yes. Take that. Don't celebrate him if you want to. He yes. loved you at the crib. Merry Christmas. Way to happy go, Duke. Year. Way to go, Duke. Way to go, baby. Oh, thank you, Van Quadro Power Coach. Sorry, I was lost in my celebration. For sponsoring this hour of 3rd and 8 here on Next Door Radio, nextdoorradio.com. When we get back, we're going to make our Super Bowl predictions. And then all we got to do is wait, folks. We got to wait. Next week this time, we'll be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, boy, that's not good. Mouth is open and everything. Wrong. That was very, very wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he won't kiss me. It was a hot take. He kissed me in five minutes and got your payback. <laughs> Third and eight is back. It's the game everybody has waited for all year long. That's why we do the preseason, the draft, every mm. regular season game, a division around, the wild card round, the conference championship games. This week is Super Bowl week, baby. It is finally here. It's a happy and sad time. It's a tear of happiness in this eye and a tear of sadness in this one because that means it's the best game of the year and the season's almost mm. over in this eye. Oh, I thought the other eye was because your team wasn't there. That's true, too. Well, everybody's got tears in their eyes in this room <laughs> except for one little guy over here in the corner. Yeah. But so – you know, obviously the Rams and Bengals, man. And so here's what we're going to do. It's the position about position. Are the me, Jason, and Chris are going to say, you know, who has the edge of that position? Yes, Chris, I saw your little eyebrows raise up over there. Yeah, I don't know what you want out of me, but all right. All right, so we're going to start, obviously, though, the most high, you know, um, uh, the highly profiled position of quarterback. Mm. Who do you think has a better quarterback? I'll start with you, Chris. Joe Shiesty and Joe Burrow or Stat Pafford and Matthew Stafford? So I'm I'm gonna go Burrow. Okay, I really feel like it's Burrow. Okay, although I w- would have originally said Josh Allen, and that didn't work out for me either. So yeah, yeah. Well, you know, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Jason, who you got? Now Matt Stafford or Joe Burr? I honestly think they're very very compatible quarterbacks. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, um, th- yeah. Yes, a whole lot of one and the other. There's not a whole lot of difference in their games. Um, Burrow might be slightly more athletic than. Uh, Stafford. Stafford also got some age on Burrow. Uh, that's true. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. It, it, you know, yeah. it, um, a little bit of age. So I, I, it's just a comparison. There might be a little bit more of athletic ability and youth with Burrow, a little bit more uh, wisdom and experience with Stafford, although Stafford's not been in this situation before. Yeah. But when it comes to the quarterback positions, I say we have to split this right down the middle. Um, 
I do think that we've had a little bit more history with Stafford, and sometimes in bigger moments he's faded a little bit. This year with the Rams, whereas when he was with Detroit, I thought he played really well in big moments. There just wasn't enough of them. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I To me, it's 50-50. There's a humble strength to Matt Stafford, and there's a little bit of that cockiness a little and, bit. and moxie strength with Burrow. A little so, bit. So You know, they are surprisingly uh, similar in stats. I, they, I are. they are. They're, I mean, they're, they're identical. Near like, identical. I mean, yeah, the, the pass attempts. Okay, so Matthew Stafford has a little more on that one. Uh, but, but outside of that, they are really close. I mean, yeah, yeah both for number one, uh, hey, former number one bit, uh, picks. Mm-hmm. You know, I had one playing at Georgia to one playing at LSU. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Doing I mean, the Southeast Conference and the SEC. Those guys are almost the same size. Yep. Completion percentage is 70.4 for Burrow and 67.2 for Stafford. That's a little better for Burrow, yeah. 46.11 passing yards for Burrow, 48.86 for Stafford. Okay, I it's mean, 21. <laughs> yeah, I mean, their touchdown percentage, 6.5 for Burrow, 6.8 for Stafford. They're like, literally, like I hate to yeah, say it, yeah. somebody's going to be in. 14 interceptions versus 17. 2.7 yeah. interception percentage versus 2.8. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know what I'm saying, I kind of hate that Jason went before me because I was going to say, in my opinion, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. It's, what staffer's going to show up? Yeah. You know, hey, which borough is going to show up? Passing yards per game. 288.2 for Burrow. 287.4 for staff. Massive gap there. Yeah. <laughs> Whole Massive yard. Gap. Point yeah. eight yards is what you know what I'm saying. I, I, <laughs> yeah. and now here and, and so when you start breaking it down statistically, this is where as I said at the beginning, they're almost identical quarterbacks. But if I had to pick one and I couldn't Ooh. go fifty fifty, I would go with Burrow and here's why. I think Burrow has done more with slightly less. But yeah. That's going to be up, though. You know what I'm saying? No. But that is purely yeah. speculation yeah. So, that, or uh, conjecture. It's not necessarily, you know, everybody's going to agree with that. That's why, to me, and it's so close. If I had to, like, go one way or the other, I'd be like 50 and a half Burrow, 49 and a half Stafford. I, you know. So there's one thing that gets me about this one, and it's the number of times they were each sacked this year. Now, I'd have to go back and look at by what teams, Okay. Joe Burrow was sacked 51 times this year, lost 370 yards in total because of those sacks. However, Matt Stafford has only been sacked 30 times for a loss of 243 yards. That has little to do with the quarterback himself. I agree with that. But the team itself... That scares me a little bit. Well, that's, that, I, we got to save that, though, when Fair we get enough. down to the offensive line. Fair enough. But his sack percentage is 9.8, where Stafford's is 5.0. And I'm gonna go that is t- the I, biggest difference between the two of them. I want to save that comment because th- that is something we have to talk about here yeah. in a second. But. Yeah. Um, honestly, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, hey, like I said, like split down the middle. If I had to take one, I too would probably take Joe Burrow. Just because I feel like. He you ever seen South Park? He didn't spend any time with the Lions. That's true. <laughs> like, have y'all seen South Park? Y'all know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stan's dad, Randy Marsh, has his junk in the wheelbarrow and rolling around town. That's how Joe Burrow shows up to every football game. Like, I don't give a crap if we're 20 point underdogs. You're going to learn today. Yeah. And I feel like Stafford sometimes has a – he has a tendency to shrink, and Joe Burrow's like, hmm, I got this. Hang tight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hey, all of us, you know, so, well, hey, who'd you pick again? 
I picked Burrow. Okay, so all of us picked Burrow that was the best quarterback going in this game. Yeah. yeah. Now, how about running back? Because I think this one is as clear-cut as it gets. Nick, Joe Mixon or the Cam, uh, Cam Akers? I'll go first, Nixon. Joe Mixon's the best yeah. running back on both these teams, and it's by a um, three-mile, a country mile. Especially you considering it. the line. Yeah. This. Joe, yeah, hey, Joe Mixon, he, he, yeah, he's the best running back on both teams, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, Hey, Chris, who you taking, or, you know, you're just going to sit this one out. You want to flip a coin, or what do you want? Because I have no idea. Okay, fair enough. I'm so, going to look at stats while y'all talk. I'll see if I can throw something enough. in later. Here's where it gets tricky. You know, obviously, there was the wide <clears throat> Ooh. time. It's scheming of receiver options. Ooh. These teams can't do no wrong at that spot. Here, here's what. what here's the uh, Bengals. Mm. And Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. And T. Higgins. Yep. And Tyler Boyd. Yep. Here's the Rams. Cup, a Odell, and Van Jefferson. Let me, can I make a comment on that? Fire away, Elroy. If I had to choose receiving core, I would have to go with the Rams, and here's why. Experience. Odell Beckham, big moment experience. Cooper Cup, massive big moment experience. That is not taking anything away from Higgins and Chase. And boy, those guys can turn out on the Super Bowl and and set the set the resume forever. Yeah, it'll be the first moments. time it's happened. Right. But if I have to pick beforehand, yeah. they're so close in, in style and and uh, you know, athletic ability and dynamic and just how, how they play the game. Um, but I have to go with the Rams. And this is why as good as Odell is, the reason I'll give the edge is one, experience, but two Cooper Cup's ability to get open regardless of the situation. Well, him and Jamar Chase is going to be something of yes. amazement to watch for Super Bowl. And here's what I say. I, yeah. I wish they could get spot. on the same team. Ooh. Oh, good, hey, good night. Just go ahead and yeah. hey, call your DBs. Hey, look, y'all just stay at the house. We're just going to give them seven on seven. Like, could you imagine having to cover that? Like, just regress for, egress for okay, a second. Okay. Chase, Cup, and who would be your third? Would it be oh, would it be Jefferson? Odell. No, no, Odell. hold on. Would it be Jefferson? No, we're talking about Young. Jefferson, McLaurin, Waddle. Who would be your third in young receiver like under twenty eight? Under twenty eight? Under thirty to make it easy. Devontae? Like who would it be? Who would be your third with those two that would be like hands down best receiver core ever? Okay, are you gonna put Hey, Cooper be your X, Chase to be your Z. I feel like, honestly, Jalen Waddle in the slot, as much as he catches, you know, those short passes in Miami, would destroy somebody if you had to ISO him one-on-one. Like, I don't think it's the wrong answer for that question because those two guys are going to take up so much coverage on the back end of the two safeties. Whoever's in that slot is going to have one-on-one all day long. And, like, dude, it's going to be a feast. Sorry I did that. I just had to know. Coming back, my vote still goes. I go with the Rams with receiving core. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yes, the LA Rams to me. And here's why. It's because the you know the Bengals don't have Jalen Ramsey on the other side. They've got Eli Apple, who's kind of shown he can be hit or miss. I think that Jalen Ramsey is not going to take Chase out of the game. I think he's going to make it halfway difficult. Hey, Crystal, you got something? I don't. I, I was still looking at the Cam Akers, Joe Mixon thing. It's not a comparison. It, it's not. And who'd y'all pick? Joe Mixon. Mixon. Okay, good, because uh, I, I thought y'all said Cam Akers for some reason. I'm yeah, the like, Cam I'm looking Akers, at numbers, that's a big old no. Yeah, he missed most of the year. He blew his ACL out, and he really hadn't been their lead back. All he you know, it's been Daryl Henderson. Played and, uh, one game. Yeah, Michelle. 
So, like, he hadn't been their lead back all year. Derrick Henderson and, um, and Michelle, who's a former patron, had been the two lead backs all year. Even still, Joe Mixon, you know, he's better than all three of those guys put together. Yeah, I mean, so last year, um, Cam Akers had 625 yards, 145 attempts. Yeah, that was his rookie year, yep. Yeah, Joe Mixon this year had 292 attempts and 1,205 yards. So. Yeah, O-lines. <laughs> O-lines. I'll tell you what. You give me anybody in the Bengals, it's not the Bengals. They have the worst <laughs> O-line to make a Super Bowl I think I've ever seen. Just by luck of the draw, I'm saying the Rams. And that ain't because they're great. It's because they're just not as bad as the Bengals. Now, Andrew Whitworth, who's the left tackle in the Rams at 41 years old, he played his whole career, you know what I'm saying, on the Bengals, and now he's you know, on the Rams, and he's playing his former team in the Super Bowl. Huge moment for him. He's going to feel like he won't in the way to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I, I, look. If, he also looks like that coach you mentioned earlier. He looks he like does. me, yeah. yeah. If you was to say, on me, yes. If you was to say which of the two is better fit for running the ball, I think Cincinnati has an okay run block, run blocking scheme. Pass blocking, yeah, I, there's no there's no closest here. So I've got to go with the Rams on the offensive line. So I would have to agree with that based on just specifically the number of sacks that Joe Burrow has taken. Mm-hmm. I mean, although in the playoffs they have played better than what they did in the regular season. Sure. With that said, defense. Defense, Brandon. I feel like this is a pretty easy thing for me. Um, to be honest, um, anytime you have the, you know, hey, best playmaker of the own defense, in my opinion, on the other side of the ball, and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller and Floyd and Michael Brockers. <laughs> and it goes on and on. And Eric Weddle. So on and so forth. I feel like that's the best defense. But the Bengals defense, they slammed the door, slammed shut in Kansas City's face last week in the second half. Trey Henderson and DJ Reader, Eli Apple. Uh, uh, what's that safety's name? He's been there forever. Oh, my. Uh, um, hey, Bates. Mm-hmm. Those guys are – it's not like it's scrub town over there. No. They've got a good defense. It's just – It's the pass rush that yes. they like. I don't know. Detroit Henderson is an animal. Yeah, they ain't got guys across the board. Yeah, they don't have the four guys. They don't have the four. They don't got the four guys across the board who can wreak havoc. I think um, so. You're going with L.A. L.A. Absolutely. I'm going to go with this. Is another one I'm torn down the middle on because I think that the Rams have the big names, but I think Cincinnati has the old workhorses that just get it done. They don't have. They're not in the limelight. If I have to pick one, I'm going with the Rams. Um, but it's not by much. I'll be honest with you, it's not by much. Okay. Chris? I agree. I'm I'm going Rams on that one. Now here's now here's the question. Because we're pretty close in these teams right now. Coaching staffs. All right, I can't help you with this one, Yon Yon. Okay. So <laughs> Zach Taylor basically has a job basically because he shared a cup of coffee with Sean. It's essentially how he got a job. He used to work under Sean and you know hey, that's all the young bright guy. Who can lead a franchise and kind of turn around, you know what I'm saying, in the same fashion Sean did LA. And he's done that. Um, I think a lot of that has come from who he drafted um he at LSU mm-hmm. twice. I think the entire game plan is gonna be how do you stop Chase. At the I very think, least, he's gonna be a great GM. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that Sean has an upper hand here. He's been here before. Obviously he lost to Tom, which I mean you know who, who hasn't. hasn't? Um, I feel like that, you know, he nerves to may hit Zach Taylor a little bit. Um, if I had to pick a coach staff, I'm going Sean. Now his OC, Kevin O'Connell, he's the new head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. By the way, I didn't touch on that earlier though. That is my fault. I did not know that. 
He doesn't even call the plays in L.A. that were going to head coaching job. It makes you wonder. All right. All right, how about you, head coaching staff-wise? To see what's happened with Cincinnati and what they've done with the coaching staff with that team, i got to go with Cincinnati, as much as I like Sean. But Cincinnati doesn't have the roster, at least on paper, to even be in this game, and they're there. And that, t- that, makes you, that tells you everything you need to know about the coaching staff. So I'm going with Cincinnati. So with all that picked... Oh, it's still one position left, baby. What's that? And it's going to be who decides this Oh, uh, special game. teams. My bad. It's going to be the football game. It's the kickers. Yeah. Now, I'm Matt going Gay with Cincinnati. And Evan McPherson is the other one. I'm going with Cincinnati. Stats-wise, hey, Matt Gay has been the best kicker, you know what I'm saying, as far as these two go. Not in the playoffs. Evan McPherson Not got some year. stones. I'll mm-hmm. take that, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying, with the game on the line any day of the week. Yeah. Jason? Yeah, Cincinnati. Chris? Uh, Chris, yeah, I'll I got go nothing. Cincinnati on that one. Okay, too. All right. So, with all those picks in, as we begin to wind this segment down, Chris, who do you take? Oh, I take the Bengals. Okay. Oh, our guest is here. Chris is going with the Bengals. Brandon, who do you take? Hey, yeah, but have you got a score, Chris? What do you mean? Do I have a, a score prediction? Yeah. Got it. Oh, let's see here. I'm going to say. Bengals, let's give them 32. To what? To 21. Oh, he's predicting an 11-point dub by Cincinnati. So, I'm going to get my pick. Give me the L.A. Rams 28-24 to over the Bengals. 28-24. I'll take the next one. We'll let Jeffrey lead us out. All right, so hold on real quick. He's my son, and he's Peyton Manning's grandson. Check the forehead out. But (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> he's our resident Rams fan. Yeah, He's not a bandwagon fan. He discovered the Rams yeah. uniforms on Madden. He was like, what, like four years old or so? And he was like, I like their colors. So I'm going to cheer for them. And so he's been an Aaron Donald fan for as long as I can remember. He's a uh, he's a D lineman. He's small, but he put, you know what I'm saying, he put the work in. He's a pass rusher. Yeah. He loves the Rams. So, you know, he's an honorary guest pick this week. Jeffro, who you got? Raise your voice. Hey, talk to us. Hey, who you got winning and what's the score? Rams, no questions asked. 32 to 29. Woo! Oh, Bob Fingle. He said no, no questions asked. I like it, baby. I oh. like it. There you go. Hey, I that's like what's it. up. Every indicator in my body says the Rams are going to pull this one out and that the Rams should win this game somewhere around the score of 45 to about 27. For that reason, I'm picking the Cincinnati Bengals because every time I thought they were going to lose – they pulled it off. They pulled it off. And what do you think that score is going to be? I think the Bengals are going to end up winning this. I think it's going to be an absolute shootout. I think it's going to be 35 to 34. Wow. 35-34. It's going to end on a 54-yard field goal by McPherson with about three seconds left in the game. Oh, hard You don't get extra it. points for that. Just tell us. Uh, and that's going to be the that's going to be the outcome I think is going to happen because all the indicators say otherwise. In my mind, what's being said right now is the Rams are going to beat them, like I said, like 45 to 21, 27, because Burrow's going to be on his butt more than he's throwing the ball. I do find it interesting that everybody except for you, Jason, 
Um, no, I take that back. I'm sorry. Everybody except for Brandon picked a score for the winning team in the 30s. And everybody except for you, Jason, picked a score for the losing team in the 20s. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting to see the the differences there in what each person picked. And, yeah, I'll say I think I got uh, as close to Jeffrey's score as I'm willing to get. I, I don't see 29 coming up for the for the losing team. Oh, well, that's our picks. Let's take a quick second uh, to hear a word from our sponsors before we go into our food segment. So thank you, Vanco Outdoor Power Equipment, for sponsoring this hour of 3rd and 8 here on Nextdoor Radio, nextdoorradio.com. Jeffrey, I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Rams win it all for you, baby. It's been hey, a long time hey, coming. You know what? I won't be hey, mad either way. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Who's going to win MVP of the game? Cooper Cup. Oh, oh that's, that's a for good sure. pick. Cooper that's Cup. for that's sure. A good, that's a good pick. All right, we'll check you guys on the flip side when we go over our food segment. Hey, where are we breaking down two brand new Little Debbie ice creams to see which one we think is best for the dollar. You look at LeBron throughout the season. You yep. see his hairline disappear. In the movie Space Jam. Crispy dog. Dude. He took one of them steel edgers and just went right across the way. And now, back to third and Ice cream, you scream. Do we all scream for? Ice cream. Ice cream. The little Debbie who has been my side chick for about 20 mm-hmm. years now. Wait, over Wendy's? I said side chick. We need the main chick. Check oh, yourself. Oh, all right, all right. Redheads have more fun. You feel I, me? I know. Well, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> Chris said, I'm sitting this one out. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting this one out. O U T. He went He saw it. God bless. We are not going there on this show, boy. <laughs> Woo. No, sir. So, hey, Jeffrey, pass me two ice creams. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What the two classic the Little Debbie snacks is the oatmeal cream pie My and the Cosmic Brownie. Now, I'm going to listen. Also delicious. I feel some kind of way about saying what I'm about to say after we had our first segment, but I'm leaning towards oatmeal cream pie without even tasting them. All right. You're going to get a spoon. I'm going to get a spoon. All right. Hold on real quick. Is that wrong, Chris? Y'all wrong. You're terrible. Ooh, oh, oh. That looks like a milkshake, boy. Oh, sauce that milkshake brings all the boys. I like to go around the edge when I do that. Oh, I see it right there, it's, too. It's coming around the outside edge, too. Hey, man. Hey, can I get one before oh, you get eight? Hold on. <laughs> oh, let me see here. Oh. I ain't going to lie. That's good. It's ice cream. Boy, that's sweet. Oh, it ought to be. The inside of oatmeal cream pie is sweet. Woo. Yeah, we're going to have to clean that table. Look. <laughs> Brandon said he's going to take care of this and it, listen, it's about to drip on you, Brandon. Listen to me. Oh, there it went. That's good, but that's <laughs> sweet. <laughs> As a, what was it, Wilford Brimley? Was that Ooh. the guy's name? Diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> hey, Brandon, you got to save some room, man, for the tag on Brimley one. Half the carton later. It tastes, reg- it tastes regular. It tastes like oatmeal cream pie, right? Or like regular ice cream? Regular ice cream. Okay. So it tastes like vanilla ice cream? You crazy, man. Yeah, that Cosmic Brownie ought to be banging, though. I'm definitely going to like this. Hey, man, let me get the first one out of this before you go 18 in. Oh, I ain't going to lie. That that. looks good, too, boy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, I call call dibs. This also mush? Oh, yeah. It's it's so nice, though, because I like soft serve. Look look at that. Oh. All right. Jason, never mind. (laughs) 
That's what you get for be, being biased, Jason. The brownie is better. And I didn't. I've never preferred a brownie over the, the oatmeal cream pie. Really? Never. Have you ever had cosmic brownies? A real brownie? <laughs> no. Oh, but man. I've always been an oatmeal cream pie fan. I'm telling you right now, as good as oatmeal cream pie was, that brownie, I, I can do what Brett is doing. Right now. <laughs> well, somebody ought to. <laughs> I mean, God. There's two two. Uh, was it pints right there? Oh. And wow, Jeffrey. <laughs> I think Jeffrey's overdrive just kicked in. That's good, dude. <laughs> He got to go home with me tonight, Randy, man. how much were these cards? Uh, they're less than five bucks for both of them. That, that's it. Less than five bucks combined? I was shocked, yeah. Oh, there you go, little that's Debbie. Good. It was like five twelve yeah. for both of them or something like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm so, little Debbie on the discount. I like it. Uh, discount double betting. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Uh, you tell me. Which did you like better, the oatmeal cream pie or the, or the brownie? Cosmic brownie. You know, hey, that's not to say that the oatmeal cream pie was a slouch. Because I think Chris, so Chris is dieting right now. I'm supposed to be, but my life is just in shambles. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's all gone bad. So Chris likes oatmeal cream pies. You should really I get do. you a spoonful of this. I like yeah, them both. Good. Just just one small spoonful. You, you know, you ain't got to get the gravy girl to fool. Just <laughs> one small, sm- small teaspoonful Look, to do you. It's one small spoon for me, one giant spoon for my waistband. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> one so, small leap for my diabetes. <laughs> hey, you guys yeah. like, because you what, 20 pounds down? I've lost 25 so 25? Yeah. That's a great oh. job. Oh, yeah. You Thank you, hey, Keto. Thank you. Hey, how long, Chris? Uh, since the first week of January. Oh, Sweet, was that your New Year's resolution? Uh, it was not a resolution. Uh, it was a, oh boy, I got on the scale and it yelled at me. Uh. Uh, so I then resolved that it was not going to yell at me no more. <laughs> hey, Jeffrey, what did you say? He still looks the same, though. You don't, <laughs> you no, don't. Yeah. You don't. You I, can tell. Um, so, Brandon, if you had to give the oatmeal. It don't oatmeal, taste the same, I'll tell you that. If you had, <laughs> if you had to give the oat, uh, oatmeal cream, uh, ice cream, a grade on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give it? I'd give it a... Not quite an eight. And what about 7.75. 7.75. What about a cosmic brownie? 7.75. The only beef I have is, you know, honestly, both of them is I didn't have enough brownie chunks or oatmeal cream pie chunks in my ice cream. Okay. Does that cosmic brownie one have the little M&M? Not not M&M pieces, but you don't talk about the chocolate pieces? I didn't see any yet. That's a disappointment because they're a nice little crunch to have on a brownie. Yeah. Brandon's like I had twelve spoons. I don't remember. Hey, man, Hold I'm on, research. Mind your business, <laughs> Jeffrey. Uh, which one of the two did you like better? I think they're cosmic brownies. Cosmic brownies. All right. If you had to give both of them a, a point based system, uh, what would you give the uh, vanilla or the uh, oatmeal cream oh, on a scale five. from one to ten? It's oatmeal. Yeah, it's oatmeal. Yeah. Yeah, oatmeal. What would you give? What would you give to Cosmic Brownie? A nine. Oh, two point advantage. Huh? He said it's pretty good. <laughs> All right, if I had to pick one of the two between the oatmeal and the Cosmic Brownie, I would go with the Cosmic Brownie. On a scale from one to ten, I would give the oatmeal a six point five. Um, it's a little sweet. And if I had to give the Cosmic Brownie a scale, I'd give it a 7.2 because really it's just chocolate ice cream, but because yeah. of the browning, it makes it, branding, it makes it taste better. Now, when you say it's a little sweet, are you saying that the Cosmic Brownie is not as sweet? It's not as sweet. It's not as sweet. No, as yeah, sweet. That's interesting to me. Yeah, I'm looking at the calories on the back, and the chocolate one uh, is 680 calories for the whole pint. I love that they put the whole pint on there like, hey, we know some of y'all about to eat yeah, this whole it's thing. It's not bad, though. 680 <laughs> calories for all that. Yeah. 
670 on that oatmeal cream pie. Now, I can't see the carbs and sugars and all that, but that would imply to me that I would think the brownie had a little more love in it. It's it's not sweet. It's not as sweet. Uh, and it's a good thing because it is perfect sweetness, on the I think, on the chocolate. The oatmeal was just a little sweet. It didn't hit you all at once. It hit you yeah. on the back end. Yeah, like when, it go, when you first take the bite of it, it vanilla reminiscence, uh, oatmeal reminiscence. But on the back end, it's like, woo, it's almost like it's the, like the icing. Now, yeah, do you think that's fine as is, or since you mentioned like an I- icing, do you think you know some people put like bra- that was me? Sorry, <laughs> some people <laughs> put, like, put like brownies, you know, a hot brownie or something like that underneath, or maybe uh, oh, that'd be absolute fire, something like yeah. angel cake or something. I wouldn't be mad. Um, so, which one would be okay with something else, or do you think it still would not counterbalance the sweet of an oatmeal cream pie? I think that. You know, hey, both ice creams need some bigger chunks in them. That's my only real beef. It would be tough to counter the sweetness in the oatmeal because what are you going to put it on that's not sweet? Pizza. Not <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? Like salt. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, a piece of loaf bread. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, with the chocolate, you can put that on a lot of stuff. Um, you can uh, put it on another Cosmic Brownie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smooth move. Hey, smooth move, little Debbie. Yeah. Sell each pint with two pieces of Cosmic Brownie. <laughs> so they can make you a combo pack. Yeah. They ain't stupid. <laughs> yeah. I'm a hustler, baby. Now, do right. they have different flavors? Yeah, so the one I was trying to find, it was Honey Bun. They had a oh Swiss my. roll flavor. Well, I know oh who bought that one. That's what I'm going <laughs> to do Lincoln next week. Varner, boy. If it was made in a popsicle version, <laughs> he would be in heaven. Now, that's the one I'm going to do next week, though, is I'm going to try to find a Honey Bun and a Swiss roll. Now, I found a Swiss roll, though. I could not find a Honey Bun. I would be scared about Swiss roll being even sweeter than the oatmeal. I don't know, yeah. the, but the... That cinnamon, the honey bun seemed like it'd be the sweetest one out of yeah. all. But but the cinnamon, I think, on the honey bun would help counterbalance that because it gives hey. you a little bit of that spice. That's Thanks a fair so. point. Yeah, that Swiss roll ain't nothing but love. Well, hey, look, next week, honey bun what? versus a Swiss roll. I eat all the honey buns in the world. <laughs> I feel you. There's nothing wrong with that. You and Lincoln are brothers. And look. plus Nutty Buddies. Nutty Buddies, oh, nutty are, buddies are good. That would be a great... Hey, hey. they got Nutty Buddy. With uh, or without the chocolate in the bottom, Jeffrey, in the waffle cone. With or without the chocolate in the bottom. With it? Oh, yeah, you're right. With the chocolate. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, honey bun versus Swiss roll. Also next week, the Super Bowl. Who's going to come out on top, the Rams or the Bengals? I don't know. Rams! Bengals! Bengals. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Third Nate here on Next Door Radio at nextdoorradio.com. Thank you, Vanco Outdoor Power Equipment, for sponsoring this episode. And like I said, if you haven't got a team, and if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired of your team, come on over to the all-new Washington Commanders in those fire black burgundy and gold jerseys. See you guys next week. Wrong.